Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. Welcome back. This is the first episode of 2020, and we're approaching a whole year of the podcast. We're currently more than eight months in. Exciting. I'm your host, GidMK, aka The Health Nerd, and today I'll be talking to you about crawly critters, preclinical research, and why worms can't really get Parkinson's. Confused? Hold on to your hats, friends, because this week's story is very weird. The headlines for this particular story are amazing, because at first they seem to have no resemblance to the scientific article at hand. They were all talking about Parkinson's disease, which is a neurodegenerative brain condition that causes progressive damage to the nervous system. Basically, a very nasty problem that is often debilitating for sufferers and can't be cured. Also, it gets worse over time. The Daily Mail led the pack of headlines with Parkinson's hope as scientists find a probiotic can stop and even reverse the build-up of toxic clumps in the brain that cause tremors, which I'm sure sounds like a miracle for anyone with Parkinson's. Business line was close behind with gut bacteria may prevent Parkinson's disease study. But perhaps my personal favourite was eating yoghurt may stave off Parkinson's disease, says new research which was used by a bevy of local papers across the UK and some international outlets, including My London, Derbyshire Live, Nottinghamshire Live, and a whole bunch of other related outlets. That one is just so wildly wrong that I'm not sure where to start. Now, I think we're all aware that eating yoghurt probably isn't going to cure or prevent Parkinson's, But it's worth looking at exactly how silly these headlines are, both because that's the point of this podcast, because it's very fun, and because it's important to get these things right. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some sensationalist science. Now, I usually go on a bit about the study in question. The piece of research that everyone is talking about is important, after all. We need to know what the scientists did, why they did it, and what exactly might be the drawbacks. Otherwise, how can we know what mistakes the media made in their reporting? This time, I suspect it won't take most people very long to see the issue with the study and its reporting. Let's see if you can get it straight from the title. The study was called... Probiotic Bacillus subtilis protects against asynuclein aggregation in C. elegans. Do you see the issue? Let me decode just a bit of that language, because it is very, very heavy. Bacillus subtilis is a bacteria that is considered probiotic because it helps our body instead of uh, making it die. Alpha-synuclein aggregation, I'm almost certainly pronouncing synuclein incorrectly, is part of the progression of Parkinson's disease and basically means a specific protein, which is alpha-synuclein, gathering in the brain. And C. elegans is a nematode, or more simply, a type of roundworm that, according to Wikipedia, is about one millimeter in length and lives in temperate soil environments. 
Now, I reckon you've got the problem there, but just to be clear, the scientists were testing whether injecting a bacteria into worms could reduce the aggregation of some proteins that are linked to Parkinson's disease in the worm. The worms didn't even have Parkinson's. As someone pointed out on Twitter, you have to have a nervous system to have Parkinson's disease in the first place. And unfortunately, nematodes don't have one. The reality is about as far away from what the headlines and even some of the media articles themselves said as it is possible to be. In other words, the headlines were wrong. Cue the collective gasps of astonishment. Now, the first thing I should say is that this isn't a critique of the study itself. The research found that giving these worms some of this bacteria could help prevent the alpha-synuclein aggregation, and then argued that there may be a rationale for investigating this link further. It's classic lab bench science, a well-done study that has some really interesting implications for the development of new medications. This sort of research is incredibly important. Without preclinical work like this, we would have no new medications, no new treatments, and we'd probably all be much less well off than we are. It's vital to the scientific process that we have researchers working away, identifying plausible pathways for medication development, so that we can look into them further in the future. We may one day see a treatment that began its life in the slimy stomach of C. elegans being given to people with Parkinson's to cure their disease. I should clarify that statement. I'm not sure if C. elegans have stomachs. Any, any um, entomologists out there, please tweet at me, at GidMK, and let me know. The problem is, we're a long way off a treatment right now. A very long way. Going from preclinical work like this, from a study done on roundworms to a pill you can pop into a person, takes an enormous amount of work. Maybe the bacteria can prevent alpha sign aggregation, but for some reason this doesn't impact Parkinson's. Maybe it can only have this effect on worms, but doesn't work in people. Maybe the bacteria cures Parkinson's, but kills 80% of people who take it within a week for other reasons. These are all possibilities, and are some of the reasons why we don't just trial drugs out in people before they're properly researched. Anything can go wrong. The reality is that while this study might eventually result in a treatment, we are years or even decades away from that. Going from worms with no nervous system to humans with a nervous system is a massively complex task and will probably take us the better part of a decade. In fact, on average, studies like this do take five to ten years to even be tested in people because the research process is quite slow. Moreover, there's a good chance that this research won't pan out at all. Less than 5% of preclinical trials actually result in a treatment that's used in people that can be prescribed by doctors day to day. Basically, and I'm sure this will not come as a surprise, worms aren't people. Some people might be worms, but that's a different problem entirely.
So, the headlines were wrong. Probiotics aren't going to cure Parkinson's, at least not anytime soon. The absurd claims about yogurt were so far off as to be completely ridiculous. If nothing else, they took a single bacteria that's not necessarily found in all yogurt and assumed that it meant yogurt, which was very funny. At a certain point, though, it all becomes a little bit unsurprising. This kind of study is just another step in the humdrum reality of science. We test things out in worms, then in rats, then in people, then in lots of people, and then maybe, maybe we're left with a successful treatment. But for every step along the way, five or six out of every ten treatments fail. If we looked at every study being done on Parkinson's and probiotics, we'd probably find far more failures than successes, because that's just how science works. But we only hear about the one success in a hundred, because no one really cares if a bacteria doesn't cure disease. We only care about the ones that might. Unless you're a worm who has too much alpha-synuclein, or a researcher in a very specific area of science, chances are that this research means absolutely nothing to you. For the average person on the street, the chance that this research will ever actually eventuate in a treatment is small, which makes these headlines almost entirely useless for your life. Probiotics aren't going to cure Parkinson's. Maybe one day we'll have some sort of treatment for the disease that's based on these nematodes, but it's actually more likely that we won't. If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensiPod or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, GitMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GitMK or Medium at GitMK or Facebook at GitMK Health Nerd. Have a great week, and remember, if it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. Skeptical.